we haven't done this in like God knows how long. Because I just forgot because I didn't know, realize I had to get headphones. I had to set up my computer. <laughs> you know, coming. I mean, I work from home now, which is better. Because the last time I record, I was like working. No, I was working from home. I ain't yeah, I lie. think you had started, started working, already. Yeah, I started because I started three days after my birthday. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I feel like I don't have to rush home anymore. I went to go get coffee, then come back in because I was like. I don't want to drink no wine right now. I think I'm going to wait till Friday because, <laughs> you know. I mean, I have a nice, I have a sparkling rosé. I, I, I have some Prosecco. <laughs> oh, I have wine glasses like that. I, I open them during the New Year's, even though it's been in the box mm-hmm. for like forever. <laughs> Welcome to the weekly show about art, politics, and pop culture from a phenomenally female perspective. I'm Sarah. I'm Shantae. I'm Eliane, and this is Unapologetically She. After a long extended break that we all needed, we are back with season three of Unapologetically She. We are on episode 42 of the lifetime of the show and, of course, episode one of season three. So welcome back, ladies. Yay, welcome back. (sighs) Some people are engaged. Some people, you know, (laughs) look like Lois Lane. And then while other folks is just enjoying new jobs, dating here and there. Oh, okay. That's a a good way to lead into the whole what's new this week. So tell us more. Tell us more. Mostly I'll tell you this in post-production, but just in case (laughs) I have been, besides the fact that my sister's been on and off, not feeling well. Um. Other than that, uh, well, she's feeling better, by the way. That's good. And that's right. good. You know, she just got to go to th- physical therapy, but that's near here and near. She celebrated her 40th birthday, so that was good. Y'all saw, like, the little pictures mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so that was that was cool. My sister's turning 45 in two weeks. So she's having a big grand party. So That's fun. Yeah, but other than that, I've been I've been dating and so uh-huh. been dating on and off. I mean, I've been dating like two people, okay. but you know, like I, they don't know about each other. But one <laughs> I I knew, <laughs> but one I, I knew it. him. I knew him before the pandemic because we, <laughs> we go to the same gym, mm. and so he's a paralegal and he's a mixed martial martial artist, and the other is in IT. So Ooh, you'll have to tell me who he is in post-production or offline Ooh, or something. Yes. So I can see if my husband knows him because he's Ooh. in this city doing MMA. He's a, he announces for MMA fights. So I'm wondering if Mike knows him. Mm. So if you guys want to know the scoop on Shantae's little daddies, then you better sign up for our Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can hear the uh, post-production Listen, my whole love life right now is it's <laughs> slightly like a telenovela, but it is like it's, <laughs> 
it's more so like Zane Chronicles. If if you're black, you heard of Zane I, Chronicles before. I love it. I love a good uh telenovela like dating life. That's nice. It could be really fun. And I like that you're dating two people. Yeah. Keep your options open. That's mm-hmm. right. That's yes. Right. What's new yes. with you? Fiance. Oh, do you see my shirt? Fiance. Lord have mercy. <laughs> like spelled like my my Twitter name. Yes. Um, yes, I still call it Twitter because that's what the fuck it always will be. Always um, still forever, will be. forever. Forever will always be Twitter. Um, oh my god, so much has changed since the last time that we were on together. So I think our last show that we recorded was sometime in May, right? May of 2023, like end of May. And we've been off for like a full six months, right? So Mm -hmm. in that time, I have um, resigned from my job uh, teaching in New York City. I applied, interviewed, and was hired at a new school in California, I moved my whole entire life across the country and I've now been in Sacramento the last, uh, it's been a few months already. It's been since the end of August. I've been out here. It's been almost six months. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Because the last time we told you, we was was in Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Harlem and man, let me tell you something. Cross country moving is not for the faint of heart. Um, It is, it's just a lot, like a lot of just stuff, you, you know, you have to pack up your entire life. You have to figure out how to get it, all the stuff across the country. Um, and then just like get used to a whole new place. I mean, no, nowhere is like New York City. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Um, so I do miss, you know, that just the vibe of New York City, but I am really enjoying Sacramento. I'm loving the weather. The people are nice. Like, not like New York City people aren't nice, but just a different, just different vibes. Everything is way more chill over here. Um, and I'm teaching high school now. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I went from like fifth graders to 11th graders. And what an adventure it's been. But it's going well. So today, you know, if I have to cut out a little bit early from the post-production chat, it's because I promised one of my students that I'd go to her basketball game. And that's a thing now with like, you know, you're you know, teaching teenagers, they're all in these sports and activities and all this shit. And, you know, you want to support and yeah. So mm-hmm. go live. You miss the Chinese food here because I know I you, do. You, co- you complain about the Chinese food. They're the last time, you know. <laughs> I do. But you know what? California wins in Mexican food for sure. Like hands down. Um, And also like different types of Asian food, not necessarily Chinese food, but like there's such a variety of Asian like Thai food, food Thai food, food, like Vietnamese food. You got the Japanese food. Like there's just, yeah, it's a good variety. However, New York still will always win in Italian food, pizza, and bagels. Can't be touched. Chinese food and even mm-hmm. um, Spanish food too. Yo, there is no Puerto Rican food out here. Guys, oh, send like help one of the- and, and send arroz con gandules, por favor. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the like one or two Puerto Ricans. Yeah, yeah. There is there's literally only hundreds of Puerto Ricans in Sacramento. Like that's fucking wild. Meanwhile, there was like hundreds of Puerto Ricans on my block <laughs> in Harlem. <so. laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> so Sarah, what you been up to? <laughs> yeah. A whole lot of nothing. I mean, no, nah, it's, you know, I work just kicked back into gear again. You know, we're, we started at the beginning of the legislative session. So things are kicking up at work again. My daughter started fourth grade. Oh my gosh. She's getting too big, too fast. But yeah, she started fourth grade and she decided that this year she wanted to sign up for band and she requested percussion and she got it. So now she plays drums. I love it. Um, she got a nice little electronic drum set for Christmas with the headphones that plug in. Oh, so we okay, don't have good. Good for mom um, and dad's sanity. <laughs> yes, yes. So she decided to do that and to sign up for chorus and she is playing basketball. So she's starting to get into all the different activities and stuff. And yeah. I'm happy for her because I know she's been through much and you know, like you support her the best way you can because we know what kind of parent Sarah is. We'll roll up to the school with with without no bra and a scarf <laughs> and ready to huck somebody up. No, because like I can see that happening. Like I, I can I can see that happening. But you know, I'm glad that she's doing a whole bunch of things to keep her interest peaking. And that's a mm-hmm. scholarship. Scholarship. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Scholarship. Even though college is a long way for Dina, but kids are growing up too fast. They are. They are. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, but it helps with with um, when New York passed that um, with the Empire scholarships or I can't remember if it's Empire scholarships or something, but it's, you know, it's state related with the name. But they um, every, any New York resident who comes from a family mes- making less than one hundred thousand dollars gets free tuition. So awesome. That's I know that's going to help once she hits college age. I mean, we've got yeah. we we put stuff aside for that anyway, but just in case you know but yeah it's she's just uh yeah it's been a lot I've been having like mom epiphanies and like just coming to terms with things but yeah other than that it's just the same old bullshit (laughs) well you're a mom and not just even you're the people that you work with yo they are boss for real I gotta give them credit especially I can't mm-hmm. say it, but you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Exactly. You know, you know. So, Ooh, so what do we, that's what our drink of the week and our burning question, which one do we want to do first? The drink of the week or the burning question? Well, let's let the listeners know what they should be sipping on while they listen to these burning questions and all, all right. the beautiful topics we have today. I only I only have one burning question, but still mm. get 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 your drink out. The drink of the week is just a wine of your choice. We're going in easy because it's the first episode. We're recording mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, wine Wednesday. So mm-hmm. I just took a <sighs> sip. Yes. And you said delicious. Our, you said in our cold open, you've got Prosecco. Yes, I do. I do got Prosecco. Oh, I love this shit. Myron calls it prosciutto. <laughs> Myron, Myron. <laughs> so the, the other day the, I the, ran the, out. The same man that blesses us with that with that evil peach cobbler. Yes, with the yeah, just the most horrid. Look. You know what's crazy? I actually met the the girl whose mother made that peach cobbler. 
<laughs> I'm not gonna name no names, but mm -hmm. girl, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> Wait, somebody he has somebody made bad peach cobbler. That horrible picture that he always shares of that monstrosity that is supposed to be peach cobbler. It's somebody that that we know from. <laughs> Let me just say this as the daughter of a southern of a southerner and the granddaughter of a southerner. My grandmother made her own crust. Mm -mm -mm. She made her own crust, had her Listen, peaches, and then sliced some damn peaches. This lady did not she, make her own crust. And when she, no, see, that's not peach cobbler. No, peach it cobbler, was slop. It was slop. It 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 looked like peach stew. Shantae, <laughs> she put sunflower seeds in it. Wait, 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 wait. What the fuck? She put sunflower seeds in that fucking peach cobbler. Now, you know as. As a black person, once again, the daughter of a southern, I watched my grandmother make peach cobbler. And when she got older, she used canned peaches. But still, it was peach cobbler. She made mm -hmm. her own crust. Mm -hmm. She made her own crust. She rolled the thing, made her own crust. <laughs> and, you know, like, she didn't put no fucking sunflower seeds. She put the crust and the fucking peaches. Isn't that fucking crazy? Disgusting. Oh but anyway, let's let if we say it one more time, that peach cobbler will it fuck. It will appear and haunt <laughs> us in our dreams. So, well, speaking um, of Thanksgiving, Sarah, I've got my I've, mom I've got I've got peach pink Moscato to help with those dreams, Ooh, like push, them, push okay. those nightmares away. So I will be drinking yes. wine later. But however, Sarah, <laughs> yes, to your. To, I know I, I said last year, I mean, I mean, the year before my mom did not make peach, I mean, make um sweet potato pie. She made sweet potato pie this time around. Ooh, oh, good. Nice. For Thanksgiving, because nice. Sarah was like, apple pie for Thanksgiving. What the fuck? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What happened to the sweet potato pie? <laughs> so, all right. So my burning, I only have one burning question. Let's I hear it. I only have one. And I'm going to ask Shantae first. Ooh. Of course. What is your guilty pleasure? I want to know your guilty pleasure. Oh, I got a lot of them. So give me your best uh, one. Give me your best one. That's hard. I have a lot. That's what when he I said. No, I, I, what? <laughs> I know I really do have a lot because I do like old school trashy talk shows like the Ricky Lakes of the World and. The mm -hmm. Jerry Springers of the world, rest in peace, Jerry, and um, Maury Povich. I even like Steve Wilkos. Get the hell. No, when he really mad, get the fuck off my stage. That's what he'd be saying to people. But that's one of them. <laughs> and, and another one of them is just listening. Well, that is actually what I like to do is listening to old school. I just like to listen to R&B, period. This R&B, um, yeah, so... Those are my guilty pleasures. I have a lot, but I had to narrow it down. <laughs> what do you got, Elian? Ah, it's kind of hard to say guilty pleasure because I'm pretty much not ashamed of any <laughs> anything I like. Um, hmm. Okay, this is gonna be no surprise to anybody. Day drinking is my guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's no shock. Listen, we went to the to, to what you call it. She's like, I'm gonna order this one and I'm gonna order that. Ooh, I'm gonna get that too. And I'm mm. just like, listen, I'm just like, I just want food and just one drink. Because I'll be hungry. I want it all. I'll be hungry. <laughs> I'll be hungry as hell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thirsty. There you go. Sip, sip. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the last time you saw me, Ilian, I did lose weight. So, um, I think I might have. Okay, so I went down and then I went up a little and then I'm going down again. And a bitch needs to get it together because I have two and a half months to get into my wedding dress. And well, shit you is have real. Boobs, so I know they're big. They're getting <laughs> they're getting bigger. <laughs> I think Sarah boobs even got a little bigger. <laughs> What's happening to the boobage around here? Oh, she My got thicker. God. Sarah did get thicker, though. She's like, hmm. I'm like, um, she, okay, she gets I'm, shapely because she works out. I was so. going to say, I, I, like, I'm sitting there thinking I better not be getting thicker because I've been working out like crazy. Well, you work out in, <laughs> She's different, like, court, in different core areas. Even me. I'm slimmer, but like. My hips got bigger. My butt got bigger. My butt is more firm. Yeah, I am. My butt started lifting up. Yep. Because even Ilian saw me the last time. She said, Shante has a fat ass. She does. (laughs) It's the truth. Oh, my God. (sighs) All right. right. So, what's up next, Ilian? Well, we are going into our... Well, I know it's my favorite. I don't know if it's a fan favorite, but it's my favorite segment. Um, it's the shot and chaser in which each of the panelists presents their shot, which is a topic that the other panelists do not know um, we're going to talk about. And our cold reactions are the chasers. So we are going to start off this week with Sarah. Sarah, what do you have to talk about this you week? You know what? What I is am... your shot? I am so glad I'm first because y'all are going to have to lift it up after this. I want to talk about mental health. Oh, damn. Okay, I let's talk do about it. Mental health. Um, I know that all of our listens follow on Twitter. Some of our some of our listeners are not on Twitter anymore. Some never have been. Um, I recently went through a very depressive stage and it was ugly and I'm still crawling my way out of it. But I want to say to people, just based on my own experience, depression fucking sucks. Anxiety fucking sucks. They're both liars. And 2024 is going to be fucking nasty. And we can see with how badly Twitter is getting with the trolls. Um, We can see other social media outlets going the same way. It's going to be a lot with the pending election. So take care of your mental health. If you need to step away from social media or anything like that, do it. Get your brain right. Take your time to recover. Find your touchstone, whether it's a family member, if it's a friend, if it's like with me, I had a lot of mutuals on Twitter that were being very supportive and like have my personal cell phone and everything and checked in on me. Find your touchstone and find your core. Get whatever support you need. Back away if you need to, and then that way you can come back. If it gets to the point where you're sinking like that, please, please, please talk to somebody. There are hotlines. We can post some on social media later. Don't be afraid to talk about it. And don't be afraid to acknowledge it. It's serious. But me, 
I, and I know that Shantae and Elian would say the same, I want you to take care of you. You need to take care of yourself first and foremost. Otherwise, you can't help anyone else. So that's what I want to touch on is just mental health and just being good to yourself and getting that self-care in whatever form you need it. That's really important because so many people don't like to, you know, it's that like fine line between am I trauma dumping on someone or am I reaching out when I need help? And you know what, Mm -hmm. even if, even if somebody else feels like it's a trauma dump, who gives a shit? Like you need to get things off your chest, Mm -hmm. get it off your chest in whatever medium um, form of communication works best for you, you know? And also don't be afraid to take days off of work. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of times, and this is a, like a very American thing. Like we, we don't want to take time off. We don't want to use our sick days. We don't want to mm-hmm. use our personal days. Um, Use them. They're there. You should definitely be using your days when you need to take a step away. My cat is going fucking crazy behind me. Um, So I'm sorry if you guys hear that, <clears throat> but I just think we don't let, we don't treat mental health the same way we treat like physical health, right? Mm-hmm. So if if you're sick, if you've got COVID, if you've got a cold, you go to the doctor, right? <clears throat> and we tend not to do that enough when it's our mental health. Like if we need help, we need to seek out that help. Like we need mm-hmm. to take care of our our mental the way we try to take care of our bodies. Yep. Yep. And to that point... I did, I did text my supervisor and tell them, Hey, I, I am in a depressive state right now. I can barely make it out of bed. I'm taking a personal day. I mean, I was upfront. I was honest about it because I want my supervisor to know. And I'm not like, I don't, I'm not ashamed that I have diagnosed depression. I feel guilty if I have to take time off of it. And that's something that I have to like, deal with on my own in my head and like remind myself no don't feel guilty for this this is what you have personal time for you know but that yes. and I, I feel like if you tell your supervisor look I have depression I need a personal day you normalize a work environment where you have a supervisor or co-workers that understand that it is okay to say that and it is okay to take time off when you need it for that Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I hope you're feeling better and working towards feeling better. And if you're not, that's okay too. Like it's okay not to be okay. It is okay. Like it happens to the best of us. And so there's nothing to be ashamed of. Definitely, definitely reach out. Oh my God. Do you guys hear that sound? I hope not because she is going crazy. My cat is going crazy. My, Shuri, she agrees. She's like, yes, take care of your mental health. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, so thank you, Sarah. I don't, you know what? I don't think that's too depressing to talk about. I don't think that's going to bring us down. I think that that kind of lifts me up a bit. It reminds me that, you know, check in frequently with yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really important to do. So while my cat is freaking out in the corner over there, uh, Shantae, what do you have for us today? <laughs> and I was just, while I was listening to Sarah, I was like, 
why is your cat going? And I'm not even an animal person. I'm like, she's bugging. Do they need a bottle? Like teething? I don't know. I like, know. I don't know what's going on? <laughs> she got what cat people call the zoomies. She's got the zoomies really bad right now. She's got like this toy and she keeps throwing it up in the air. Oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to. That's what happens when we have a female cat. So, anyhow, um, Sarah has one, so she, she can relate. So, Sarah, one, I'm sorry that you going through what you're going through. And I just hope that, you know, like I said, because I also suffer from depression too. I get my moments depressed. So, I mean, I'm I'm just happy that you're comfortable talking about it because a lot of people are not. So, kudos to you and kudos to the supervisor that gave you, let you take that your time off. I didn't really have a planned anything because I just knew that we was recording. That's what I remembered. So, um, literally, that's what I just remembered. I have to get back into this mode. But <laughs> my, because it's almost tied in to one of my other, cate- other categories that we're going to get into soon. All right. As a person that goes to the black church, and I know everybody's not religious, and I don't impose my views on anybody because my mom always say don't impose your views on anybody which I don't um however there is a time and a place to voice your concerns and going to church to a church to do that it's not the time I don't care if it was a campaign event when you're in the church and if it's a campaign event it's a damn service Every genius and everybody knows that. These little unwashed, dirty ass, little grandchildren of Reaganites, children of Bush Republicans, decided to take their funky asses to one of the oldest black churches in Charleston, South Carolina. Keep in mind, that's not too far from my aunt. Because everybody knows that my maternal side are South Carolinians. My aunt moved, just moved back to Somerville from Ohio after many years before the pandemic. Don't live too far. Decided to interrupt the president, not just only saying ceasefire now, because that's what you caught. They was calling him an asshole. They say he got blood on his hands. Now, everybody knows I'm not a foreign policy expert. And everybody knows that I have not really said anything about this conflict because in the past, a lot of white moderates and white republicans always wanted you to choose a side and the side of israel i choose the side of humanity that includes black and brown people brown people of palestine as well as jewish people because we got a big jewish population here especially in new york city i went to school a lot of with jewish people don't i want to sound i don't want to sound like nikki haley but i can actually i'm not nikki haley <laughs> I, no excuse me nimrata because that's her fucking name Hey-o. So anyhow, um, the simple fact is, getting back to what I was saying, that you calling this man all kinds of shit and disrespecting that church after that church nine years ago, almost 10 years ago, suffered a horrific shooting where the pastor of that church, who was also a state senator, a sitting state senator of South Carolina, was killed at Bible study on a Wednesday with Eight of his congregants, because the white supremacists that came up in that fucking church 
decided to shoot people after he was embracing after they prayed with his little funky ass. Apparently, I don't know if he's in jail, but that motherfucker is alive. But I don't want to wish anybody anything, but I digress. So getting to what I'm saying, the fact is that y'all did that shit. That's why those people kept saying four more years because y'all was calling that man all kinds of names and cursing in the house of the Lord. Of course, on my social media, I had to address that because as a person who was raised in the black church and still attends the black church, I attend on Zoom. Sometimes I go in person. I haven't been in person since April, but I still attend online. I had to say something because it was fucked up. And you did it at a time where these people are still suffering from PTSD. And really, it's strange to invite white people in their fucking church. I would too. After I got shot up and shit. And the reason why the Confederate flag Nimrata was taken down because of blood on the hands. So, of course, people came after me. And of course, people called me a paid shill. People called me not a Christian. I support genocide. I support genocide, Joe. I protest is the right time as a black Christian. They was they they had their they um <clears throat> I don't want to say they low class mentality black people because I I wanted to. I had to catch myself for saying something else. Um, saying, oh, you know, I, I'm a, I grew up in the black church too. And I think there was the right time. I'm going to say this. No, it was not the motherfucking right time. You disrespected the church. I don't even want to say you disrespected the president because you disrespected the president. But the main thing, you disrespected the church and the congregants of the church. You disrespect the people of God in that church, including the pastor. So this is exactly why I have no respect for the white leftist movement and majority of white Democrats. And I side eye because of shit like this makes me skeptical. This is why I drag my petite, well, average height, black ass to the polls because of shit like this. And the people that defend them, Eddie Glaude, fuck you all the way. And fuck all those people that's defending these little dirty ass little motherfuckers that don't take and one look like he didn't take a shower. Cause Southern black people are nice and dirty funky. coming up in the church mm -hmm. when you coming up. Cause black New Yorkers that in the church will not sit next to your dirty ass, will not let your dirty ass in the church. Here, Sorry here. To go off. Sorry to go off, because that shit made me so mad. Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's really disrespectful because here's the thing. If it was any other place of worship, people would have been up in fucking arms, right? Mm -hmm. If it was a mosque, if it was a temple, um, any other house oh, of white worship. white evangelical church. Right. People would have been incensed. But the fact that it was a, a predominantly black church they're like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I grew up in the church. If you say that that was okay, then you didn't actually grow up in the church. I fucking mm -hmm. don't believe you. I don't. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's disrespectful, no matter what your faith is, to do that in a place of worship. Like, you're not supposed to do, there is a time and a place. And let me tell you something. The people of South Carolina have nothing to fucking do with what's going on in Israel and Palestine right now. They have nothing to do with it. Nothing 
to do with it. The congregants of that church who were already, you know, they've already lived through enough trauma because of what happened there, that terrorist act that happened in that exact place. They don't have anything to do. Like, if you're going to say you're against, um, you know, the destruction of humanity and you're for humanity and people and et cetera, well, then why would you disrespect people that have lived through a terrorist attack in that mm -hmm. fucking place? And that man is still alive. It's it's bullshit. You know what I mean? No accountability. I, I think, you know, and I don't I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm about to say, because I am not saying that I'm on the side of Israel. I'm not saying I'm on the side of Palestine. What I'm saying is that these protests, these quote unquote pro-Palestine movement protests that have been happening the last few months that have been, you know, disrupting life for um citizens of this country have absolutely nothing to fucking do with them actually giving a shit about Palestinian people. They don't give they a don't. shit about Palestinian people. They you don't. know what? I guarantee you I can go look through all of those people's uh, social media platforms from the past four or five years and there had not been one peep, not one mention of Palestine or the Palestinian people. They didn't give a fuck. All they care about is that now that's the new trendy thing to like protest about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they want to dust it, off their pink pussy hats. Yeah. Basically, it gives, you know what it I mean? gives them cover to be racist. It gives them it gives them cover to be anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. Yep. You know, it, it's it gives them cover to be yeah. assholes. Yes. And and it's largely a group of I'm going to say it, white people. Okay that have never done anything to support the Palestinian people before that want to pit Jews versus Palestinians like against each other. And you're right. They want to be anti-Semitic and get away with it. And I'm not falling for that shit. And I'm sick of the shit. And what's, what's going to end up happening is that your regular quote unquote regular American citizen is going to get so fucking fed up with your stupid performative acts that they're going to turn against Palestinian people. And that is not what we want. And we saw that, and that, that saw should that, not be the we point. We saw that in Vermont. Yeah. We saw that in Vermont. Yeah. And to and to be real and to Crazy. be honest, to tell you the truth, if you really cared about the Palestinian people, you would have been out there because they had no food and no water because then Yatsu cut their shit off. And it was our country, America, the same one that's funding wars our country giving them food giving them water you know the food program the same food program that megan mccain's mother worked for giving them all types of shit so and even other organizations are there why y'all not over there why y'all why y'all not over there where would show us Please. where your dollars are going are you donating to those aid organizations that are sending food over that are helping with humanitarian efforts? Of course not. receipts where you're paying money for that, where you're donating they, money for that. They are keeping mommy and daddy's money in their pocket, like, as per usual, as always. And they're not doing a fuck, fuck shit for anybody, for anybody in and need. And the crazy Nobody. part is no one gave a fuck. Of, like you say, no one gave a fuck. And we could go back to history. And this is before I was born. My mother told me the uh, president that was really, really close to a two-state solution that was extremely close? Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter. And guess who fucked that up? 
Ronald Reagan. Bush mm -hmm. didn't, the Bushes didn't do a good job at it. And you know, and the reason why this shit's also breaking out because it's bump enabled Nimyatu. Yeah, it's, listen, it's a mess, but please stop pretending, people, that the president of the United States is the president of the fucking planet, because that's not the case, okay? And don't These go countries into, have their own leaders, the right. fuck. And don't go into fucking black churches when they're having memorial services for members, for congregants that were murdered by a white supremacist. Don't fucking do it. Just stay your white asses out of black churches unless you are specifically invited. And while you're at it, wash your fucking legs. <laughs> and, don't, and, and don't come up to Jimmy Carter's funeral with that bullshit neither. I swear, that, God, I swear to God. I swear they did that to, to God. They did that to um, the Rosalind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, whoo. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm. So now well, that we. We're yeah. out. Yeah. I, that felt good to get that out. But ladies, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm that, shit, that shit got me. So 48 <laughs> hours of this shit. That shit got me all the way. And I'm going to keep it in your. That shit got me all the way tight. I was For real. all the God. way tight. Just <laughs> talk about wrong place, wrong time. Tone deaf as fuck. Okay. And that's being kind. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm going to bring us back. I'm going to bring us back to stuff. We're going to end on something positive <laughs> and, and uplifting. Um, so, you know, I love my pop culture stuff. And so what I noticed, especially because I was watching the Golden Globes um, just a couple days ago, um, there have been a lot of movies lately that I feel aren't getting the attention they deserve. And... Not to say that they haven't been um, commercially successful, okay? But I've seen a nice little trend that I hope continues into 2024 of just women-led, women-centered movies. And I am so fucking here for it. I am so here for it, okay? So, you know, just going back to the summer, starting like end of July, beginning of August, we, we got... Barbie, which was so fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. It's already out like on the streaming services. It was really good. And I thought at first when I heard when this movie was first going to be made, I was like, who the fuck wants to, a movie about Barbie? You know what I mean? But I shut my mouth real quick after the first time I saw it and I ended up fucking crying, bawling. Okay. It was really about women <laughs> and the, the, the power that women hold inside them that they're kind of afraid to show. And I thought that was a great, great message. Um, I loved it. And then we got the Marvels, which I don't know if you guys have seen the Marvels movie, but it was so good. It was led by three women, three, like, superheroes of different races ages i i just thought it was such like such a well done movie and of course you know like the little marvel fanboys like little pencil dicks had their problem with it like they do with every women led mm -hmm. superhero movie but it was fucking awesome okay and then the year ended with the color purple and i don't know if you guys have seen that movie yet but if you haven't 
please go see it. It is such a great adaptation of the play, right? Like the 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 play, the color purple. Um, it was so good. The cast was absolutely phenomenal. And it was, like I said, I loved it because it was centered around women. It was produced by women. It was acted the fuck out of by women. And so I just want to say kudos to Hollywood and producers and directors who are starting to give women-led films just the more attention and giving them more of a budget, you know, high production value. Fantastic. And I can't wait to see what comes next. And you know what I'm even going to throw in there? Um, the Taylor Swift eras movie and Beyonce's Renaissance, the film fucking phenomenal. All I got to say is let 2024 be the fucking year of women because we goddamn deserve it. Thank you. Thank you, Hallie, for, for giving us all these wonderful, entertaining, empowering films. I got nothing to add to that. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Like, I haven't I... gone to the movies since 2018. Everybody's like, why? Oh, mama. You know what it is? I, I had to have something to entice like my attention. It's like television shows are like enticing my attention more. Like I'm waiting for like the equalizer and um organized crime to come back on TV. See, but that's also a woman-centered show. So Yeah, I mean I'm I here love, for it. Yes. And I wanted to see if the lesbian as the lesbian lady in uh what is it? And organized crime if you know if she gotta go to court to get custody of her child because her wife. Her wife is trifling. I love it. I mean, please, Hollywood, do yourself a favor and realize that women are profitable. I mean, these are some of the highest grossing films. You would think yes. that it would finally sink in that women are going to be, they're going to fucking spend bank if they have women-centered movies. Just saying. Here, here. <laughs> so from from our lips to your ears, Hollywood producers, make more women-led films and TV shows and plays and albums and tours and all of that, please. Just because let, we, we got just, money to spend. I'm just saying. Just let women run the world, okay? Yeah, just, yeah. Let us. We let just us need another um hip hop concert, like another hip hop concert <laughs> with just women. Because I would love that. That shit was so, you know, the hip hop, I ain't going to, that's, that's post-production. That shit was good. I had a summer. <sighs> but anyhow, um, so our nominees, you know, folks who just tuning in, like, <laughs> dude, you need to go back to season one. Like, you're like, since, you're like two years behind people. <laughs> my God, really? Two years behind. So. We always have nominees for bitch ass of the week, basically who's been a dumbass motherfucker, and then badass of the week who's just all the bomb.com. So I'm gonna start off with um Lois Lane on the panel. Oh my gosh. 
I have to All look right, at my so, phone because these slides. Sarah, who is your bitch ass of the week? I can't read the slides on my phone, so I actually oh, no. have, I have to go into the conversation and look at who I nominated for. Bitch oh, I ha- I have it up if if you want me to remind you who you oh, are. Yes. Um, the press corps. Press corps, yeah. <laughs> the press corps and how they were treating this whole thing with uh, SecDef with our de- with our Secretary of Defense uh, Lloyd Austin. He screwed up. We get that. He did not notify the president. He did not notify people in the administration that he was going into the hospital. He was in the ICU for a couple of days. That's not a good that's not a good position to be in when you're the Secretary of Defense. Right? So like we get that. The way that the press corps handled it was completely out of fucking line. Digging into this man's personal business, into his medical diagnosis. Like, you know the basics of his medical diagnosis. You know what the problem is. You know why he was in the hospital. You know the prognosis. That's all you need to fucking know. That's it. You are not entitled to know this man's full fucking background and his whole fucking health history. So the press corps can just fuck right off. They're the bitch asses. They're the bitch asses because they just... Mm-mm-mm. Leave that man alone. For real. They are they're putting they are putting new procedures in place. He's not going anywhere. He's a really good not. secretary of defense. Sure He's is. a good man. Leave him the fuck alone. You don't need to intrude on him any more than you already have. Y'all done too much already. Yeah. <laughs> Elian, I know you got some. You got a nominee because you know she makes a convincing argument there. I'm gonna have to vote for her nominee. <laughs> <laughs> so my nominee for bitch ass of the week is comedian Joe Coy, who hosted this past um, past week's Golden Globes, and really just for this one stupid fucking joke that he made okay so he was doing his little monologue about you know movies this year etc yada 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 and he was like oh Oppenheimer was based on a Pulitzer Prize winning book but Barbie's about a plastic doll with big boobies you know what fuck you you misogynist asshole Barbie is not about a fucking plastic doll with big boobies that's not what it was about so clearly you didn't see the movie and also your joke was fucking unfunny and you're a terrible fucking host and i hope they never ever ever hire you again to host an award show anywhere ever okay fuck off we were watching the whole what it's like to be a woman play out in real time yeah like bruh Ugh. anyway yeah that was my bitch ass it wasn't meant for me to watch because i probably would have broke my tv so anyhow uh, my nominee is the little dirty ass little white socialist kids. Yes, I don't fucking like them, and 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 it's not that I'm a racist. Y'all can fuck off. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like their parents that because they reproduced them, and their parents are were the assholes that worked with my parents, especially my mom, because my mom worked in corporate America. So like, I don't like them. I I think they're privileged. I think they're racist. Mm-hmm. You know. 
everybody think racism is over. No, it's not. It, it, it's it, and it's generational. It lives in and is living in mm -hmm. these little leftist kids. Okay. Here, so here. Like them. Mm. A word. A word. Yes. So there, <laughs> there you go. There's your bitch ass nominees. Uh, the press corps, Joe Coy, and those. Dirty, rotten, little, free Palestine. Actually, let's call them what they really are. Pro-Hamas. Yes. Yep. Yes. Boom. Boom. So we will post it on the socials, right? And y'all vote. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and now we're going to go to Badass. So, Lois Lane. You, you do look like the cartoon <laughs> Lois Lane. Lois Lane is a cute cartoon. Yeah, she's a baddie. So don't take that the wrong way. Lois Lane and is she a got bad a bitch. And she got nice mm -hmm. legs. See... I just need my legs to grow a little bit and then maybe I can be like, you know, the same because I'm short and compact. I'm built low to the ground for speed and Lois Lane had like the long, the long curvy legs. <laughs> All right. So my nominee for Badass of the Week is Barbie. I mean, she, I mean, they, they, the movie, the movie was nominated for the most Critics' Choice Awards. Um, in of any film in history, okay. We just had the Golden Globes. It so was nominated. Awesome. It was nominated for a good number of Golden Globes. Sadly, it only won two. I think it won. Um, it was the inaugural inaugural category of cinematic and box office achievements. And I think uh, Billie Eilish won. Yeah, she won song. for best song. Yeah, yeah, she won for best song for the movie. Sadly, only won two Golden Globes. Sadly, there's also talk that the Oscars. The Academy Award is going to be putting Barbie in um, Best Adapted Screenplay instead of Original Screenplay. I want to Why? know what the fuck it was adapted from. What, did what they the hell from? are they talking about? Exactly. I don't know so if they. I, I don't know if they confirmed from a doll. That. It's about a doll. Yes, but it's an original screenplay written by Greta Gerwig. Like, hold up. It's, exactly. So, any Barbie. All right. Because of its because of the cinematic achievements of that film and just the way I mean there were problematic moments in the movie, but in general, it nailed yeah. it. It nailed they, it. They I love I love that movie. I loved it. So, Barbie. That's my nominee. I saw it twice in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I've watched it like four times since it came out. I love it. On screening. So I like I went and sat in the theater and I watched it like four times since it came out for home. I bought it. The day it came out, I bought it. I love it. <sighs> okay. Who you got, Elian? Elian. <laughs> so, my nominee for Badass of the Week goes to Fantasia Barino for her stellar performance in The Color Purple. Again, if you have not seen the newest um, adaptation of The Color Purple, please go see it because it was a wonder. I mean, the entire cast just fucking knocked it out of the park. However, Fantasia was just, she was such a good Sealy. Like that was a big role, you know, big shoes to fill. And just her acting was on point. Her singing was on point. I, I, she made me feel all the things. So if she doesn't get some awards behind this performance, it's fucking rigged because she nailed it. So Fantasia. Thank you, Ilian. And mine is the one and the only. Angela.
Angela Bassett. She won, and I, I think she had. A, she was honored for an Oscar, which I feel like she should have won last year. Um, Hello, she's so many one of my times she should have been nominated. She won. was always my favorite actress um, from a kid, and she's the only reason why I like waiting to excel film. To be honest, because I think the soundtrack is better than the fucking movie. To that soundtrack is the shit. It it's is. like. The soundtrack was good, but the movie was bad. But Soul Food was good, but the movie was bad. And so it is the truth. But she is just an amazing actress because mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of people, but I love her. And did you see her at the Golden Globes just showing all these young ladies how it's done? Mm-hmm. She looked fucking good. Uh-huh. So, yes. So yes. our nominees for Badass is Barbie. Miss Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Yes, hopefully she don't be fucking with no one. All these other men that keep fucking her over. Mm-hmm. I watched her career. I watched her blossom. I'm proud of her. I, I I didn't really. I saw the trailer. I don't really like musical movies. I because I like the original. It's always gonna be the original. But I heard Trust she trust me. You're gonna. She love did it. better. She did better than probably most of the people in the movie, which is true. And um, Miss Angela Bassett, Queen. Some beautiful queens this week for badass. I love it. Yes. So, and then, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up. And- oh, my God. We, we're we back. I'm so happy to be back, <laughs> you guys. I know we might be, like, a little rusty, and we're, like, here. But we are back, and we're going to be better than fucking ever. The fucking, yep. yes. 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 Absolutely. So, if you're tuning back in after our extended break, thank you. For turning back in we know we've been gone for a minute if you're new welcome and we will catch you next week with our next episode and we will see you then and don't forget to sign up on our patreon if you want early access to our episodes and if you want that special access to our post-production chat yes because shante is about to give us the tea <laughs> we'll see you guys next week bye, bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unapologetically She. I'm Sarah. I'm Shante. I'm Eliane. You can find us on all social media platforms at the T-H-E-E Joyful She. And it's because of listeners like you that we are able to share our thoughts on current events. Please support us on Patreon at The Joyful She. We'll see you online.